good morning and welcome to episode 124 of Life Song Radio. Hey, I'm Jimmy Hicks along with Phil Ramsey. Good morning, Phil. What's up, my friend? How are you, sir? Doing, uh, doing really, really well. Are you abundant? Is your life abundant? It's very abundant. I'm That's a very blessed man. You sure are. You ought to see some of the things Phil spends money on. I mean, I'm uh, not talking about <laughs> uh, financially. I well, know that's the world that you live in, but <laughs> I'm more off in the spirit. Okay. I'm sorry. Phil is more spiritual than me, and he, he will let me know it every time he's around me. So, Phil, you got God, and I don't. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, you're blessed, too. We are, we're both blessed. Absolutely. I'm, I'm blessed with a, with a wife that may or may not be legally blind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, all joking aside, I'm excited about this week. Folks, uh, uh, to be honest and transparent with you, Phil and I were just sitting here talking, and neither one of us really had any topic that we prepared for this week uh, to discuss. Now, let me say this before we get into this week. Next week, we're going to start our study in the book of Hebrews. Can't wait. We're going to start that. We talked about that a while back, and we wanted to do... A couple of, uh, uh, you know, a few uh, shows where we, you know, talked about some topics and some things that we had uh, we had been discussing and studying. And so uh, that's what we've done. And this week, uh, neither one of us really prepared for a, a topic. We've both studied stuff independently, just right. like we do every day. But uh, we've just not prepared for anything for the show. So as we were sitting here discussing and having some conversation about spiritual things, uh, uh, it just hit us. Well, why don't we just let everybody listen in on this conversation? Well, one thing's going to happen, Jimmy. The show's going to happen whether we're prepared or not. So it's coming down the pike. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, uh, man, I, I got up at 345 this morning and uh, could not go back to sleep. And I knew why. And uh, so I got up and went in the other room and got the word out and spent a few hours, two hours, uh, read the book of Ephesians. Just the whole book. I really did. I mean, there's a time you you dissect it, but I just read right. it, and then I read uh, another book also. Now, but anyway, uh, topically, uh, Jimmy and I have both been just kind of looking at different things this week, and I had prepared before Jimmy got here today to uh, review maybe or look at more in depth of some things that we were thinking about talking about, and then I had a visitor to come, and next thing you know, I didn't. I didn't have time to do that. So uh, you get to listen in mm. on a very, it's always unscripted, but it's really unscripted today. That's right. Unprepared, unscripted. And it's not that we're not prepared on what we're going to talk about or what we, you know, our discussion here. It's just that you're going to hear it off the fly. You're not going to hear anything refined. Like you're not going to hear, okay, well, let's let's discuss this and let's go and, and, and look all this stuff up. You might actually hear us looking it up as we're talking. Yeah. So uh, that's that's all it is. You're just going to hear an uh, unfinished or an unprepared conversation. Just just We're just discussing stuff. Yeah. We, Jim and I talk every day about, mm-hmm. about the Word. And so this is one of those days that we're going to talk. We have no, uh, have no notes in front of me. It's just... Uh, just some things that I've been looking at. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. It might be a disaster. <laughs> no, it's going to be fine. Uh, but anyway, uh, y'all just uh, y'all sit tight and hang with us. We'll be right back right after this uh, on Life Song Radio. In my weakest moment, I see you Shaking your head in disgrace I can read the disappointment Written all over your face Here come those whispers in my ear Saying who do you think you are Looks like you're on your own from here Cause grace could never reach that far But in the shadow of that shame Beat down by all the blame I hear you call my Saying it's not over and my heart starts to beat so loud Now drowning out the doubt I'm down but I'm not out There's a
floods a thirsty soul The broken side begins to heal And grace returns with guilty stole And in the shadow of that shame Deep down by all the blame I hear you call my name Saying it's not over And my heart starts to beat so loud Now drowning out the Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, along with Phil Ramsey, and uh, and another program that we're excited about this week. This is going to be something a little bit different. We just just you know discussed uh, just a few minutes ago that uh, uh, we're just going to let you listen in on a conversation, uh, a typical conversation that Phil and I normally have about the word. Uh, before we do, we just to remind the people, we did add a new option on our website. That's right, which is a video study mm-hmm. uh, option. These are five to ten minutes of uh, many Bible studies on, on different topics. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy did one last week. Uh, I've got one up this week. If you go to lifesongradio.com, you'll be able to see that. And I think Buffy Cook will be on next week. That's right. And then after that, we have a few more people. And then, of course, Jimmy and I will be on there, you know, more than the others. But we're getting a good team of, of guys, I think. Yeah. That can that's going to be good absolutely and i'm excited about this man i mean it's it's uh it just gives us an opportunity to hey uh because the radio show comes once a week and we and we but we keep it formatic we uh we kind of try to follow and stay through the course of a book and sometimes it can take us a, a good long while to get through a book several months uh and that's the way it was with the galatians and first john and that's the way it's going to be with uh uh, Hebrews, but Hebrews is a lot longer book than we've went through. And so, uh, I know it's going to take us a good long while to get through, through this, but, uh, Phil and I study, prepare for the show every week, but there's also other things that we're studying for, uh, we are not necessarily for just other things that we're studying. Right. Uh, and, um, and so this is something that will become an outlet for us that we can, because and it feels just like me is, is, you know, when you're studying stuff and you're ingesting and you're ingesting and taking stuff in, you got to have an outlet. You got to let some of it out. And uh, so this is another outlet for us to be able to, uh, uh, just to, just to pour out what God's poured into us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. I love, uh, I'm a photographer, but before I was that, I was a videographer. Mm. And how I got into photography is through video. And so this is another creative outlet for me. Also, I enjoy, uh, the videos are very simple, but I enjoy putting them together. Right. So uh, just check it out, lifesongreal.com. Today's topic is uh, uh, Nicodemus, is, is what I did mine on. 
John 3, 1 through 10. So it's anyway, I enjoyed it. That's right. That's right. And we want you to check it out and give us any feedback that you have. Uh, you can always contact us on lifesongradio.com. There's a contact us button. You can send us any kind of emails or questions, concerns, criticisms. Uh, direct all criticisms to the attention of Phil. All right, Jimmy, I don't know what you're about to say. You ready? Yeah. What we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, we'll talk about. Well, I think what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, and I think that's the truth of it, is you and I were having a discussion about um, faith and grace, yeah, and uh, Ephesians two, mm-hmm. uh, where it's talked about there. That. That's something that you've been studying this week, and through your study of it and our discussions, I've kind of looked at it a little bit, and so I think let's just discuss it. Let's talk about it. So, Ephesians two. Uh, chapters 8 and 9, or verses 8 and 9 in Ephesians 2, talk about how we're saved um, by grace through faith. And it's not the gift, uh, or, or it's not by works, it's the gift of God, uh, so that nobody can boast. And uh, you have had some uh, some pretty significant time of studying through that this week so talk a little bit about your progression through the why what you know what happened made you start looking at this this week well it intrigues me Mm. it intrigues me a lot of things uh intrigue me (laughs) and one of the things that i'm uh, working on now it's a working process it's going to take a very 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 long time and i don't think i'll ever fully get it i don't think i want to fully get it. it's just too deep but some of the things i want to know is uh, about the original language and there are differences in the english language and the greek language right which the which, new testament was written in. yeah so there's hebrew old testament and there's there's greek in the new testament and there's differences in these languages now in the Greek, there may be a word that, that was in the Bible, and then if you translate it, there's no word to describe that one Greek word. Mm-hmm. So what we do in translation is it takes three or four words to describe the one word in Greek. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it comes to uh, translating and getting the true deep meaning of what that means, a lot of times we use the translation and the English grammar to figure out what the original said mm. instead of going to the original and seeing what the word is and the grammar used there. Right. And so that kind of started me, and I came across as I was working on my, my skills, Ephesians uh, chapter 2, uh, 8 and 9. There's some things there uh, grammatically uh, that a lot of people have problems with, including myself. Well, let me say this. Uh, there between, uh, and, and I don't want to get into a big, long discussion about this. I've just been kind of looking at this for the last couple of weeks. but And, and I don't want to, like I said, get into a discussion about this. But between the end of Malachi and the start of the Gospels, namely Luke, I think Luke was the first one written maybe, the end of that and the start of Luke, um, there was a period of about 400 years. Mm-hmm. And... Um, during that 400-year period, um, there was a lot that took place. Namely, uh, the the uh, the folks went from a uh, mainly Hebrew-speaking language to to more of uh, a Greek-speaking right. language because um, uh, because that's just the the layout of society at that time and uh, what what happened uh, in in that area. You know, you might say, well, why do I have to know the original language? Why do I have to look at it and study it? Well, you don't. I mean, here's here's the thing. You, you, we have English translations, uh, and you can just sit on that if you want to. Most of what is in our English translations are pretty accurate. But like Phil said, if you want to know God, I believe, and this is fully my belief, if you want to go know the Lord on a more intimate and deeper level, then why would you not want to look back and study and learn the language that Jesus spoke in? Learn the not just what he said, but the language he said it in, mm-hmm. and know the words that he actually used, the and, and the words that were actually written down by the by the, the writers of the gospels and the and the and those who Paul wrote the letters and and uh, Peter and John uh, who wrote their letters. Why would you not want 
uh, to know the language that they really wrote it in and the language that they spoke in. You don't have to be fluent in it, but you need to, you know, I think, I feel like if you want to be and have that intimate relationship, you might have the desire to go back and know how to study it. Well, two reasons. This is my, you had opinion. Can I give you my opinion? You go. <laughs> there's two reasons we, well, here's two reasons why. First, we in we are in a Burger King society. Lazy. We want it now. We want it quick, and we want it now. We don't want to wait. Mm. When when you when you start studying that, it's such a it is a long process. Oh, absolutely. There's some basic things, you know, but then it gets a little bit deeper with moods and voices and tenses, and uh, it just it just does. But that's reason number one. Takes effort, takes time, which means we have to cut off the TV. Mm. We can't watch The Bachelor. Got to put the phone down. And see, uh, you know, whatever. It just takes a little time. And put the Facebook down. Yeah. And secondly, uh, here's the deal, Jimmy. We don't know how. Mm. And we don't know where to start. So I think a lot of people would want to know if they had a clue somewhere just to start. And, you know, I might put a couple links up on our website, possibly, that uh, are some entry-level kind of uh, just basics to get familiar with terms. Don't mean you got to master them, but it lets you, it lets you get familiar with them. We'll, we'll talk about that, Jimmy. Yeah, I've been thinking about actually, uh, and this is, you know, conversating here. Uh, I've been thinking about actually adding another uh, section to our website uh uh, under the heading of resources and just sharing a lot of resources that you and I use and to study. I mean, and, and giving folks that, you know, this is not secret stuff. This is not stuff that, uh, that, that Phil and I hoard and say, oh, this is our, this is, this is, uh, this is what we use, but we can't let anybody know we use it, you know, because this is, you know, now we, we I share, I'll tell you where I get all my information and where I study from. From me, but go uh, ahead. <laughs> but that might be something that, uh, that actually would, um, uh, interest folks is to know the resources that we do use and here, here's the here's the great thing do you do you have to go to that level no here's what the bible says that we're sinners everybody is a sinner we're guilty we've broken god's law there has to be a uh for the wages of breaking the law there has to be a payment of blood right yeah. And there's nobody that can pay that but one. So Jesus came to save sinners. And if you trust in him, you repent of your sins and believe in him, he says he'll save us. That's what the Bible says. Well, what does that have to do with adding resources to the website? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is the Bible has a message. And, and that message is uh, that uh, we're, it, we're, we're fallen people and we need a savior and there's nothing we can do to be saved. And what you're saying is 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 you don't need to understand and be fluent in Greek to to, to be able to pick up a, any That's translation right. of the American Bible and understand the message of it. That's correct. That's right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But like I said before, I think if you want to know the Lord on it, God, you know, it's the truth of Scripture. The Lord reveals himself to us through his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where revelation comes from. And so the deeper you go into his word, I believe the deeper that you uh, and more intimate you get with the Lord. And part of that to me, for me, it may not be for you, but for me, uh, part of that is going just beneath the surface and going back to the original language and knowing the exact words that Jesus spoke, the exact words that, that Paul spoke, the apostles spoke, the, these exact words uh, that they that they used and wrote and spoke and, and, and understanding and knowing them. And it's not just definitions of words. Like you could go, to let's say uh, biblehub.com and you can pull up you know they got many bibles there and you can there's a button that says the greek and then you can go and you can see the word and you can see the definition now that may or may not be what that word means in that in that scripture right you have to know the context and that it was you have to know the context and then you have to know again some of the deeper things is uh if it's a verb, it'll have a tense. Mm-hmm. If it's a noun, it'll have a gender. Uh, so uh, we, we're going to get to some of that maybe uh, as we get down to Ephesians 2 and 8. So knowing these things are tools that we have uh, that we can now accurately interpret uh, God's Word, which I would say 85% of what's, what we read is 
it's pretty cut and dry. You know what I'm saying? Meaning you don't have to know all that. But then there are some things that uh, that are a little deeper, I think, that that going to uh, the, the original, not just the English translation and using English grammar to interpret, I think you can... I think you can know more. At least I, I have. Oh yeah, I have. And there's there's several, that, and I can call them off. But uh, uh, without you know going too far from swaying from what we're talking about, there are several uh, scriptures in the Bible that if you will study in the original language and understand the context of uh, the letter or the gospel that it's written in, and uh, and get a better understanding of the words that are used and the tenses of the verbs and seeing how it all unfolds originally that verse actually means something that different than what it does in the english if you if you went back to 1986 1985 when i was roaming the halls of covenant high school and you happened to come into a classroom and this was this classroom was taught by miss whitaker the english teacher what you would have saw Phil do is not pay attention mm. to a word she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is rough for me. It yeah. takes discipline, and I'm I'm actually as I'm learning uh, some of the uh, Greek grammar. It's it's I'm learning actually some of the basics of the English grammar. Exactly, you should have already same, known. I should have already known. <laughs> my my little girl who's uh, twelve years old knows English. Oh better than I do. That's right. So, I'm just t- I'm She being, speaks it better than you do too. Well, yes she does. Her, I mean does. Her vocabulary is more than 50 words. <laughs> so, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It, it is. It, it, it takes a little time, but it's worth it and it will absolutely transform the way you your look at life. Yeah, and the way you look at scripture, absolutely. So, let's talk about this Ephesians. All right, where do uh, you want to start? Let's just start in Ephesians 2. Yeah, all right. Um, and I'll start with ver- first verse 1, uh, and we'll go down through verse 10. Uh, but that's the section that you've been at this week. and um, It says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. Here's the two verses for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Well, uh, Jimmy? Yes? I, I say bad news and I say good news. That's right. It starts out with bad news. <laughs> you got to have the bad before you get to the That's good. Right. There's not There's not the such thing of... Of good news, if there's no bad news, it's just news. Yeah. Um, but here, let me say this before we get into this, uh, and we're not going to do too much discussion from chapter one uh, as we go through this. We might have a little bit, but I want folks to understand one thing first and foremost. This is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. When we get into chapter two and we start studying these two verses, we, you know, we tend to a lot of times through Scripture pick and choose yeah. certain verses from certain things, and and we can take them out of context, and we can uh, completely put them in, in in a context that doesn't mean uh, what they should mean. We should understand that this is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. This is chapter two. There was a chapter one, so we can look at it maybe like pages, page one, page two, whatever, however you want to look at it. But this is a continuous flow of thought, and it's started with verse 1 or chapter 1 verse 1 and it's one single flow of thought that is not broken so Paul what he's saying here is uh, is out of the flow of thought of what he was saying when he started in chapter 1 and we got to keep that in mind yeah I had a, a guy call me earlier today and he uh, he asked me a question he, he wanted me to listen to somebody I went and listened to him and it was a well-known preacher that he was talking about and uh, 
he, he made a comment. I said, well, that just doesn't sound right based on what I've really been studying this past week. And so I went back and looked at it. And, uh, and I says, well, oh, my goodness. He just flat out grabbed that verse, pulled it out, and took it over somewhere else mm-hmm. and, and made that verse address people that it wasn't written to. And when I say people, I mean there's two, there's two categories in life. You're either in Christ or you're in Adam. You're either saved or you're not. That's right. And so the verse that this preacher was using uh, was to a saved fellowship of believers. And the preacher took the verse out, went over to a, a bunch of people that wasn't believing and made, and made it apply to them. And you cannot do that. No. You cannot do that. So you really got to know who your audience is. That's right. And understand, um, you know, and these are things that I've learned over time, and it's still hard for me uh, as, uh, you know, even a pastor now, as I sit and I try to uh, write sermons and and as I'm studying and I go through uh, truth and get down to some application part of it, when I start to be to apply truth, it's really hard for me. Uh, still to this time to this day uh, to keep things in the their proper place in their proper context but listen to me there you can never you can do it but you wouldn't be right when you did it you wouldn't be correct when you did it but you could never take scripture and make it mean something that the original author never intended for it to mean. Say that again. You can never take scripture and make it mean something that the original author, the original writer of the letter or the gospel never intended for it to mean. So if Paul's writing something here to the church in Ephesus, and this is what it means, you can't take that text and apply it somewhere else for something else that has nothing to do with how Paul intended for it to mean in that letter. It has a purpose. He wrote it for a purpose, and that's where it intends. That's where it should stay. Yeah, there. I think what you're saying is there is one true interpretation of what Paul was saying. The truth is there. Now, we can apply the truth to our lives, but the truth of interpretation was one truth. That's right. It wasn't. It was one one doctrine, one truth. It wasn't many. There there are many applications, right. but one interpretation. Right. So there's one imp- interpretation, and that's the one that the author meant. That's right. That's right. And so what we do a lot of times is we kind of pick and choose. And next thing you know, we're we're splitting churches and we're <laughs> we got 30,000 right. different denominations across the world. So my here's my here's my new saying. You ready? What did the son say? Mm. So as we will start in Hebrews here next week, we'll see right off the get go. He talked to the in the Old Testament to the nation of Israel through prophets that's how he dealt with them. Now, in these last days, he speaks to us through the Son. So it ain't what Phil says. It, it ain't what Jimmy says. It ain't what Johnny Joblo says. What did the Son say? And it's worth slowing down, taking time, dissecting, chewing, swallowing, and really find out what he said. I'll tell you something. If you ever take what I say and make it biblical like if you say all right well jimmy said this so it's got to be right you would be uh the worst kind of christian <laughs> because what i say means nothing i say that every time we get off the air no i'm just kidding <laughs> jimmy you're the worst kind of christian or what you just said man, absolutely nothing no but seriously uh you know it's what phil just said it all goes back to what i don't care what i say what phil says what you hear on this program what you hear in your churches and, and it all goes back to scripture if it lines up with scripture then sure what they just said is great it's truth and you can swallow it but if it doesn't then you spit it out you don't swallow it and then you begin to look uh more carefully at that pastor and and, and that goes for us too yeah, absolutely absolutely so let's just let's just hush jimmy and find out what the sun said feel look let's just jump out that for sake of time which we've eaten up Let's skim across the top because if we if we broke it down, you know, like we've been talking about, we'd be here for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. First thing we need to know that right off the get go that all humans are dead in sins and trespasses. Uh, every one of us are because of the fall are spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Well, the first verse he says, "And you were dead in your trespasses and sins." 
All right, you're right, Jimmy. Uh, dead is the word. Well, my I was pulling up on the internet right here. Uh, necros, necros, which means it means actually corpse means mm -hmm. non-responsive. It means no life. That's right. So we all were dead in sins and trespasses, and we all walked according to our flesh. We we all were carrying out only the, the desires of our body and our mind, and we by nature are children of wrath, just like everybody else. But God, rich in mercy, there's a word, mercy, mm. because of his great love, which he loved us, personal pronoun. But before we get to that, look at mercy, Jimmy. I'm sitting here. Uh, we're going to talk about grace. And grace and mercy, they're similar, but they're different. And I was telling the guy the other day, I said, this is, uh, this is what mercy looks like. Let me give you a, a kind of a pretty harsh illustration. One day I was coming home from, I was deer hunting, and I was coming home. And as I come around the corner, getting ready to pull in my driveway, there's a man in my yard. He, had, he has just shot my son. This is an illustration. Jimmy's freaking out. <laughs> you said, let me tell you a story. Yeah, so this is true? an illustration. Okay, but I'm trying to prove a point. I, when I pull in the driveway, I see a man. He has just shot my son, and my, my son is dead. Oh, goodness. And he begins to start running. He sees me. He begins to run away from me. But the whole time, he's got his pistol out firing shots at me. Well, Jimmy, I've been deer hunting. I've got a 257 in my truck. I pull out my 257, and as he's running, I put my crosshairs on him. And guess what I did? I didn't pull the trigger. I could have. I was just in doing that. He deserved to die. Why? Because he killed my son. So he would have been fully right, and I would have been fully right in shooting that guy and him dying because of what he did. But I gave him mercy. Jimmy, you and I, we, along with everybody else, we have killed the Son of God. That's right. And God is just. He is totally just in wiping you and I off the face of the earth. But he gave us something we didn't deserve. He showed us mercy. And mercy comes from him to us it's not dependent on the guy running with the gun mm -hmm. it's dependent on the giver and god gives mercy it's a gift yeah it is i mean you what you just said is is a fact that i think gets lost on on most people uh initially uh in their lost state because uh, you can hear the gospel i mean i don't care how many times somebody shares the gospel with you it's only until the lord uh, gives you the ears to hear the truth of who you are and what your condition is and what you've done and what you're responsible for. And one of the things that you are responsible for is the death on the cross of Jesus Christ. And so let me say this. If there was never another person in the history of this world that ever sinned but you, if you were the only person that ever sinned, and let me just take it a step further, Phil, if you were the only person that ever sinned and the only sin that you ever committed was a lie, you just told one lie one time in your life that said, honey, no, you don't look fat in that dress. You know what? Jesus still would have had to die. Hmm. He still would have had to die. So Jesus died on the cross as if you were the only one in the history of the world that's ever sinned. You, your sins are responsible personally. It's a personal responsibility. Uh, your sins are the ones that nailed Jesus to the cross. Look, it's personal for me, too. My sins are the ones that nailed Jesus Christ to the cross. He had to die for everything that I've ever done wrong, every every perverse thought I've ever had, every lie I've ever told, every, every wrong I've ever committed. He had to take the punishment. He took the punishment because of his love for us. That's right. And, and he gave us mercy and Here's the deal, Jimmy. Even he gave us that even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Okay, so we dealt with mercy, and now we see grace. What's, mm -hmm. What is the, Jimmy, give me a definition. I know grace is a huge word. 
but give me a, a general definition of grace. Well, I mean, there's there's different contexts through Scripture uh, for what grace, uh, but uh, as it relates to, to this, we're talking salvation. Uh, and, and, and it means gift, uh, but not only gift, a good definition of it is, is the unmerited, which means undeserved favor of God, the unmerited favor of God. So this is God uh, undeservingly to us. We don't deserve anything but his wrath, but his judgment. He gives us grace. He gives us mercy. Uh, and, and, it, and it comes only through the power of him giving it to us. Grace is a downward thing. Uh, God, it's, it's only by the power of God through the Holy Spirit that grace is, is given to us it, through that gift. That's what a gift is. It's from the, it's from the giver to the receiver. Mm-hmm. So um, if I'm going to give you a Christmas present, you can't force that Christmas present from me. It has to be through my power and my appreciation for you that I give that gift to you. Does that make sense? It does. And gift, uh, the Greek word is doron, which is a sacrificial gift that can't be earned. It can't be purchased. It's it, That same word is when, uh, I don't have the scriptures in front of me because we're not prepared, but when <laughs> people would bring gifts to the temple, it was a gift of sacrifice. So that's what that, that word means. So grace is a huge word. Yeah, let me let me tell you what what grace means. Okay. Uh, what it meant back in the back in the biblical times, it was the most beautiful and meaningful word in the Greek language. It's it was the word um, shanis or chanis, c h a n i s. I don't know how they pronounced it, but that was the word grace, and it was the uh, the Greeks used that as, as it was one of their most beautiful words. And so what it referred to was this this kind of indescribable something that that causes one to love something or someone or be attracted to someone. Uh, it was uh, the the Greek people would use it to refer to a generosity uh, where they would give this gift or give a undeserved, unmerited gift without the thought of anything in return Mm. so i'm going to give you a gift phil and i don't intend for you to give me anything in return i just because i won't because i like you and care about you i give you this and i don't expect anything in return that's 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 what this word meant Mm -hmm. and it was according to uh the greek language it was the most beautiful word that they used i think where we get off track in our society right out of the gate we think god owes us something Hmm. We really do. He owes us grace and mercy. And I think we think that, and I think that's very dangerous because, hear me out, we begin to make God into someone. We fashion a God in our mind of who we think he is versus who his word says he is. That's right. And we know that when he distributes and grants mercy and grace there are times that he doesn't and then his word says is there any injustice with god by no means so and those things are hard to swallow sometimes because we think we're pretty good old guys you know we we haven't done much wrong we're we're good church going folks and we ain't beat nobody up i'm a good daddy and and we think that because of the things we do then God surely, surely is pleased with us and owes us something based on what we did when that's totally opposite of what the Scripture says and we just read it. We were dead. We were children of wrath. We lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body. That's who we were. God don't owe us Jesse. He doesn't. So who we is, need to know that. Who is Jesse? Jesse is my mom's brother. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's, there's, like I said before, there's, there's two kinds of, well, there's really multiple kinds of graces that we talk about. Yeah. Whether there's the, uh, there's a saving faith or a saving grace. There's, and that's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also common grace, and what common grace is, and I don't want to make that distinction, is, uh, is common grace is, is, is God's just abundant goodness towards all people. Mm-hmm. Which, which the fact of that is, is, He allows us all to be on this earth. That's right. He allows us all to walk in our ways he's long-suffering and, and basically uh it, this god's revealed himself to to all men 
You agree with that? Yeah. God's revealed himself to all men. And so the reason he's done that is, is, is that so none are completely without the knowledge of him. And so he grants sinners, which all of us are, time to repent, uh, even if they just, just persist to the end that they're, they're, they're not sinners. But uh, that's, that's that goodness, that time that he's given us, that long-suffering uh, of how we describe God to be, uh, that patience that he shows, that's, that all shows up in this common grace. What is uh what is the verse, Jimmy? It uh it rains on the what unjust and just. Mm, I'm yeah. trying to figure out what yeah, that yeah, verse yeah. is, which means people that uh, that are in right standing with God. It rains on them, mm. and then people that shake their fist at God and curse Him. Guess what? It rains. It on rains them. on them. That's I right. think it's maybe what common grace. This is it is what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Uh, we we the click clocks. We didn't get to our the click clock TikTok. The click clock TikTok's going. We didn't <laughs> get to the verse, but we do know that well, we're dead in sin. We're sinners. God showed uh, mercy and He loved us even while we were dead in our sins, and we're made alive by grace. You're saved. He's raised us up, seated us within with Him in heavenly places. That's good news. But let's just go ahead and go on down uh, to verse eight. Uh, it says, "For by grace you have been." saved through faith and this is not of your own doing it is the gift of god not a result of works that no man may boast so we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them okay if you like you getting comments jimmy well i was going to start out but you go ahead <laughs> well you, you you wanted to make sure that i didn't have any comments <laughs> you gonna be there a while <laughs> you could, I'm about to talk for a minute. You got anything to say? <laughs> I was just want to talk about the the save through faith. I feel like you know that's the first part of the verse. So let's yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about that. So I, mean, I think it's just the common denominator in all of our lives. I mean, I know through my faith, I have absolutely zero way of proving it to anybody. But I know the sun's going to come up tomorrow. I know my money in the bank is safe. Can't prove that to you. But I know. How do I know that? Because I have faith. You do. I have faith. I know that uh, that that most bridges are safe when I drive over them in my vehicle. When I get home, I don't go out before I walk in my house. Don't 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 crawl under the house and examine the foundation. I just through faith believe that it's going to be safe. You know, the food I eat, the roof that's over my head, all of it. I believe and I trust because of my faith that it's all going to work. So you ate that Big Mac by faith. It did. I, I, it was. I took by faith that it was healthy for me. Uh, have you seen my doctor? Have you seen how he eats? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we all have faith, right? There are three parts to saving faith. There's three parts to it, uh, and I don't want to go through all of them. But I just, I'll just, just say that the first part of it is the first part is if we, we got to hear. Right. We got to hear Paul wrote in Romans. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing is by the word of God. So we've got to hear in order to have faith. You know, the heavens declare there's a God, but salvation is not in the heavens. Salvation is in the sun. To have salvation, you got to have faith and faith comes by hearing. That's why it's important to share your faith, share the gospel, his gospel with people. Without that, they can't know him. Well, and, that, and exactly what you said, a pastor can stand up in the pulpit all day long and talk about politics, and he can talk about uh, 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 the economy and economics and all that stuff, and people still not be saved. It's, it's through uh, the gospel and what you hear uh, him speak through the gospel that people will be saved. Well, this, Jimmy, is the grammar portion of our uh, study. So what we're going to do, just hang with me. Hang with me. You ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So I'm taking in, notes. In, in the Greek, every we, what we see here in these, these verses, for by grace you have been saved through faith all right in the greek language all nouns have a gender right in the english they don't necessarily have a gender as many that don't but in the greek they have a gender right so right. the three nouns that we see in this first statement are are grace and faith and we see saved is a verb right yeah 
So saved is a verb, uh, and, and then we also see that this is not of our, your own doing. It is a gift of God. It's not a result of works that any man may boast. So my dilemma and my deep study of really what this means, uh, I had to evaluate it because the Bible says, for by grace we have been saved through faith. We also know that that, this, is a gift of who? Of God. This gift is not of works so that no man can boast. It's a gift. So, Jimmy, you got grace, you got faith, and you got saved. One of those three, or two out of the three, or one out of the three, is a gift. So, so what we have to ask ourselves, which one is a gift? All right, so... Grace. You know what you know what the gift is? Grace. That. This. The word is uh, to I'm gonna, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong probably, but hang with me. You can go look it up. Tutos. Tutos. All right. That's it's good. Kaya. Is that right? Kaya Tutos. Good job, Phil. Whatever this is, is not of yourself. It's not of works that no man can boast. Okay. So now here's the deal. Here's where the grammar comes in. Uh a noun is grace. The other noun is faith. And we also see the verb saved. Grace, nouns have gender, all right? Mm -hmm. Grace is a feminine gender. Faith is a feminine gender. Saved is a verb, a masculine verb. All right, so we see this. What is this? This is a pronoun. That. This or that. It's, and that's really the most accurate translation. Right. Some versions say it is, but if you go uh, go to the your uh, Greek, right. it's it's that or this is more more of what it's saying. Right, and that's a uh, that's like you said, it's a pronoun, and in in the uh, not necessarily true in the in the uh, English language, but in the Greek language, when you're looking at it and you say, well, what is this referring to, or what is that referring to? It would be whatever gender that is, it would have to match up to the right. gender over there. So if that is a feminine gender, then it would match up to whatever is a feminine gender uh, over there, what you were just talking about. Those would match up. And so you would say, all right, well, that is what that's that, right. those two connect. So that's what that is referring to. Right. So that uh, and that we see is a, uh, a demonstrative pronoun. I told you it's going to get crazy, Jimmy. I'm, I'm just surprised you pronounced the word. <laughs> demonstrative. <laughs> so demonstrative means it's pointing to something. It's pointing to something. Right. It's like this. There is a difference between a preacher and that preacher. Mm -hmm. Agree? That's right. So that is pointing to something. What is it pointing to? Is that pointing to uh, faith? Is that pointing to saved? Is that pointing to grace? Because whatever that is, that's what the gift is. Mm. So, Jimmy, you just said it right. I know you did your study on, on that. But our, the pronoun, I know this is boring to y'all, but hang with me. This is exciting to us. <laughs> the, that is a neuter pronoun, which means it has no gender. Right. So that, and like Jimmy said, if that was going to point to one of these three things, the gender has to match. That's right. So when we point, when we look at uh, faith, does that match the gender of faith? It doesn't. No. So it can't be pointing to that. Does that match the gender of saved, the verb? No, because that's masculine, and uh, that is neutered. Don't work. But, man, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Grace is feminine also. So it don't point to that either. 
So now we've got a real problem because when you look and you say, well, this is neuter, these are feminine, and then that one is masculine, what in the world are you pointing to then? That's what right. does that mean? What, it, what can it mean? Because really, you just told me the Greek language, if you're going to take a pronoun and, and attach it to a noun or a verb, it has to gender match. It has to match gender. Well, now we're seeing that it don't match the gender of any of them. We've got a problem. <laughs> well, we, we, it appears we have a problem. That's right. It has to match in gender and number, hmm. and it doesn't match with all three of them. Well, we, there's a rule in Greek grammar. When, when a sentence is constructed to this way, that is referring to the phrase, by grace you've been saved through faith. So grace is not from you. It's not of yourselves. And you can't boast about it. Your salvation saved is not of you. It's not of works. And you can't boast about it. Your faith is not of you. It's not of works. You can't boast about it. So you know what this is saying? All of it. And guess what? You can't boast about it. You can't boast about any of it. You can't boast. And see, that's where we get off. And that's where you start to see some divisions and some splits and the way some people think here and the way some people think there. Because people will tell you, well, it's, it's you know, faith is, faith is man's responsibility. Grace is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Faith is is the requirement of man. But if, if, if I have to conjure up faith, if, you know, first of all, verse one says that I'm dead in my trespasses and sin. A dead man can't do nothing. But if I have to conjure up some kind of faith in order to receive grace from God, then that's a work. It is, plain and simple. So my salvation would be a work. And that's what this is saying, that it's not. It's all a gift of God, all of it. My grace, his salvation, and the faith that I do have, that, that the grace comes through, right. is all a gift of God. Well, and I've got, a, and if we, I might, maybe on our website, we'll have to look and find a spot. I've got, I've got a, 20 or 30 verses in, and here's the key, when, when it comes to biblical interpretation there's three words that you always have to remember jimmy context, context that's one and context is all three that's all three <laughs> so and I, they're in context so we have no room to boast we have mercy's been given to us grace been, has been given to us uh faith has been given to us and he gets all of the glory Two positions, in Christ or in Adam. And, and the only way to get from one to the other is a, is a birth. Well, one thing is for sure that the Bible teaches, and we said it, Jimmy, right off the get-go, that uh, we're all sinners. Every one of us are dead in sin. We're children of wrath. Every one of us. And uh, the salvation call goes out. And the Bible promises us that... If we turn from our sin, yes. if we repent, and if we believe, we will have eternal life. That's what the Bible teaches. Uh, this chapter teaches us what our will is as dead, unregenerated, uh, un unregenerated sinners who are in Adam. Mm -hmm. And it teaches us what our will is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this, this is the book of Ephesians is really uh, one of the biggest texts uh on salvation uh the first especially the first two or three chapters well what i tell people and what i had to do for myself i had to say just for i just wiped my mind clean i buried my nose and i started i didn't come out and i let god tell me what he was saying and so uh and that's what you got to do. That's what you've got to come to scripture, especially with some texts like this that, uh, like Phil, you know, he's explained and broke down the Greek and the grammatical uh, structure of those two verses, uh, and where where some confusion can come in. Uh, but but when you come to scripture and you say, Lord, I don't have any, I don't have my mind made up. I know what I think I think, but I'm going to forget that. And I'm willing to accept. I'm praying for wisdom and I'm praying for you to show me what the truth of your word is. And I'm willing to accept whatever 
you show me as truth. If you're willing to do that, even if it's something completely opposite of what you've always thought your entire life, then God will show you and give you wisdom. If you're not willing to uh, to come to come to the Word with an open mind, and you just want the Word to agree with what you already think it means, then uh, I don't believe that God's going to grant you more wisdom to the truth. You have to come with an open mind and an open slate. Yeah. Again, what did the son say? That's right. All right, good lesson. Uh, any questions, just send it to us, lifesongradio.com. Attention, Phil Ramsey. Attention, Phil Ramsey. <laughs> We're just learners. Look, That's it. Hey. Look, I'm t- let me tell you something, man. That's we got to go because we done went over. We're over time. But uh, I'm learning every day. I am, I'm learning every day. And one of the things that I'm learning is uh, I've been wrong. On some things. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I've been wrong on a lot of things. That's right. Some of them simple, some of them big. So you always have to come to God's word with an open mind, an open heart, mm-hmm. and a very teachable spirit. That's it. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And if you want to know God, you stay in his word because that's how he speaks to us. And I want to encourage you to, to go a little deeper, uh, start that process of learning uh, how to just stop skipping and stop reading like a newspaper, but just kind of settle in on some things and, and get the context. And it's pretty neat. That's where I think I've grown the most. Well, and I think uh, just, just keep on, keep your eyes on lifesongradio.com too over the next uh, a couple of weeks. We're going to add, and here's what I think, Phil, Phil uh, I'm going to throw this out at him right now at the last minute, uh, but uh, we're going to put some resources up available to you that will be available to you uh, on where we study and some resources we use. But I think uh, uh, we will also maybe possibly, as, uh, as a... Um, Separate thing from our video studies, we might also record some videos. Uh, Phil and I both maybe at the same time or or separately record uh, through a series of actually teaching how to study the Bible. I think that may be beneficial for Phil, some and people. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Okay, well, I'll teach you. Thank you, Master. <laughs> just playing. I'm playing. But seriously, uh, you know, just some of the some of the, the ways that we study and uh, uh, and and the methods that we use. There's many methods to study the Bible. Uh, inductive is a study method that I think Phil and I both use. Um, is uh, um, what does that mean, Jimmy? Observation, interpretation, and application. Yeah. So you let the text say what it says. And so you go down and you observe the things in the text, you interpret the, what, what the author meant for it to, to mean, and then you apply it to your life. How does it apply to your life? And there's a lot more, obviously, to it, uh, but we might uh, take some time to, to record some videos or, or whatever to, to explain yeah. how to study the Bible. I think it's beneficial for everybody. Uh, if you know, that's when my life opened up. That's when this book opened up for me and my life began to change when I was taught how to read and study Scripture. When that happened, my life changed. Amen. All right, so uh, we're going to go. I think we've uh, used more time than the radio station has given us. So uh, I'll have to beg for permission, or I'll have to beg for forgiveness. And if you will, pray for forgiveness for me too. I pray they'll go easy on us. But uh, let's pray, and uh, and we'll see you next week. Father God, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for the magnitude of your grace. Uh, Lord, I just pray that we could feel uh, more impact uh, and feel the power of the blood of Jesus in our lives every single day. To know the power of your grace and how big that it is and understand and be able to walk every single day knowing that your grace is the reason that we're walking. Uh, So, Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you uh, that you've loved us so much that you have given us the ability to walk in this this earth and and walk in your creation. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity. We we, we thank you for those that you have uh, have sent to listen to this program today or any other time. Uh, We pray that you would uh, uh, continue working in their lives. And, and Lord, we just ask you now to bless them and bless this time. We, We honor you now and give you all of the praise and all of the glory it's in the holy and righteous name of jesus amen amen folks we'll see you next week thank you lifesongradio.com